Welcome to the BC Podcast, featuring a weekly message from Believer's Church in Warren, Ohio. For more information, visit www.believers.cc. About 17 years ago, I was celebrating my 40th birthday, and uh, my kids were younger. My oldest, Joe, was 12, Dave was 10, and Shell was eight, and Deanna was six. And uh, Gina said they wanted to do something special for my birthday, and we were gonna do it on a Friday night. I said, great. So Friday night comes, and she, she, she says, let's get in the van. She goes, I'm gonna blindfold you, I'm driving. And she put this blindfold on. It was like a terrorist would put if they're taking you to their hideout. I couldn't see, I didn't know where I was, so I thought I'll count rights and lefts and I'll figure out where we're going. But after a while, she drove an hour. So I'm figuring she's taking me maybe to a restaurant in Cleveland or something, you know, something special. And so after about an hour, we stop. She says, don't take the blindfold off. So she gets out, she helps me out. She walks me into a building, I have to step up. I don't have any clue where I'm at. And I'm thinking as I'm walking through corridors, this is the quietest restaurant I've ever heard in my life. And so finally, I'm standing still. She said, I'm going to take your blindfold off. She takes her blindfold off, and I hear, surprise, happy 40th. And it's about 500 people from the church there, and it's a surprise 40th birthday party. And Gina, to me, it was amazing. She kept this secret, and she made all these plans that I didn't know about. They were secret plans. And that's hard for her. Gina is such a good person, she can't lie. I, on the other hand, can. And uh, she just can't tell a fib. If I were hiding something for a party, I, I could do it. No one would ever know. I'd have a straight face. But she, she, miraculously, she did it. And she had these secret plans she kept from me. And what we're going to talk about today is, this is the title of the lesson, Secret Plans. And this is the series... Um, called Secrets, You Don't Have to Live in the Dark. So this is lesson three. And if you haven't been with us, you can hear everything online or on our podcast, the two lessons that you missed. And we're going to talk today about God's secret plans for your life. And if you're sitting here and you've ever felt insignificant, you shouldn't feel that way after service. And for all of us, you know, I've been a Christian for so long. I, I've been pastoring this church for 32 years. And yet every time I read scriptures like I'm going to read today, these types of scriptures, my eyes are opened up further to the wonders and the goodness of God, how much he loves me, how significant I am in his eyes. And every one of you in this room, there are secret plans that God wants to show you. And you know how every week I say, I want you to walk, walk out remembering this truth. Here's what I want you to remember today. God knows the future you. He knows the future you. And wherever you're at right now in your journey and your walk, God knows the future you. And God wrote these secret plans about you. He wrote them in a book, and we're going to take a look at Scripture in a moment. And he wrote all about what he created you to do on planet Earth. And he knows the future you. And I don't know how close I am, how close you are to the future you. My goal every year is to get closer to the future you. But what else is exciting about God is he wants to reveal it to us. He wants to help us reach that place in our life. That's, that's the God who loves us, who knows us. So wherever you're at with God today, I believe this message is going to be impacting. I believe this is a message that helps prepare us and grows us in God. So it's going to be really wonderful. For all of our guests, you're going to find out 
what we're all about as a church as far as why we live, why we exist, man. It's about you. We exist to see a city connected with God. We want to help you meet God. We want to help you grow in God. We want to help you understand God. What we're going to find out today is God wrote in a book all these things. And understand, God cares about your secular life. He cares about the job you work. He cares about you being married if you want to be married. He, he cares about everything. He cares about your marriage becoming better. That's why we do couples retreats. He cares about every aspect of your life. But with God, he also cares about your spiritual life. And there are so many great companies down here. So many people will move to work for Microsoft or work for Apple or work for Disney. These are some incredible American corporations. But the greatest corporation in the universe is God's church, God's kingdom. Nothing's greater. And, and here's what I want you to understand. God created you to do something in his church, to be a part of it, to literally have a function in it. And there's no greater, greater person to work for in all the universe. And here's how God pays. God pays better than any earthly corporation. He, he just pays when we get to eternity on the other side. He pays with rewards that you get to enjoy for all of eternity. And it's amazing how well God pays. And for all of you here at Believers that help us here, you volunteer, all of you that give, I want you to know something. This is really, really important. Uh, what I receive when I go to heaven for what I've done as Pastor Joe, you will receive identical rewards as a volunteer uh, because we're a team. I can't do this by myself. I can't connect people with God. I can't cause people to want to be water baptized all by myself. I mean, you, everybody here, no matter what you do, we're doing this together, and we all are going to receive rewards together. Now, I'll receive some other rewards for you know, how I live my personal life and the things I do in my personal life. I'll receive rewards for my striving to be pure and all those types of things. But every reward I receive is Pastor Joe. Everybody that helps us out here, you're receiving the same reward. We're going to talk about, in a book, God has these secret plans. And I like what the Bible says about Jeremiah. This is Jeremiah 1, verse 5, and it says, I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. That's, that's mind-blowing. Before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you as a spokesman or a prophet to the world. Now, the last phrase, uh, I, I would doubt that any of us in this room are called to do what Jeremiah did, to be a prophet to the nations. But all of us have been set apart to do something for God. And so you plug that in. You may not even have an idea what it is, but you plug it in. But that's not why I'm reading this. I, I want you to understand, you're, you're all set apart. The Bible teaches us we're all called, and I'll show you a couple verses in a moment about that. But the first part of this verse, to me, is so incredible. It puts value on every one of our lives. It says, I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart. You know, it doesn't matter how you came into this world, whether your parents wanted you, whether they deserted you, whether you're a result of rape or incest. None of that matters in this sense. Listen, I know, I know things matter, but in the sense of your value and your worth, none of it matters. You might be sitting here saying, I came from this family and my relatives are all fruits, nuts and flakes, they're all crazy, whatever. Um, our family has always been this way. Our family has always done this. Our family doesn't have a good name. I didn't know my parents. I didn't know my father. Wherever you came from, I want you to know that before you were born, God knew you. And before you were born, God set you apart. And our enemy, 
and we do have an enemy, uh, he wants us to be caught up in the now and think that we're all just, it's just about the now. And God's saying to us, listen, I created you and I made you for something bigger than this world. I've made you to be part of my kingdom, to be part of my company. And that's where our value comes. God knows every one of us by name. So take a look at your book. I want to just talk about your book. In heaven, there's a book. It's actually a chapter in a big book, but I call it your book. And listen to Psalm 139, 15. You watched me, and God watched all of us. The psalmist is speaking, and God watched this happen to all of us. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. That's amazing to me. Verse 16. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. That's amazing. That's value. God in this book wrote secret plans about your life. And, and understand, he cares about your secular life. He, he wants to help you find better jobs. He wants to, I, I mean, he cares about everything. I just want to emphasize the spiritual side. And, and I get to thinking about the spiritual side. I become so excited because every one of us are significant in the eyes of God, and God cares about us. You know, if you were to read on in this section of Scripture, God says, I think about you day and night. If you walked in here feeling insignificant, man, please, I want to make sure you walk out understanding you're not, and I want to make sure you understand God's wrote plans about you. There's things He wants you to do. And I always say this to Christians. I think it's so important. You know, most people will say, how do I know? How do I find out what God wants me to do for his kingdom? All you do is start. Just volunteer somewhere, help somewhere. And you can do that in our lobby. We have a serve table. You can go to the green wall where the iPads are. You, you, can, you can say, hey, I want to volunteer. They'll give you a form. They'll help you out. You just start somewhere. It's like a guided missile. The United States of America has the most sophisticated guided missiles. And that guidance system, if that missile's on the ground, it can't take that missile anywhere. The missile has to launch. And once it launches, they say that they say from 5,000 5, miles away that they can have that missile hit a dime. That, that's amazing to me. Hit a dime. And once you and I just jump in and begin to live for God and serve God, God will get you where he wants you to go. And usually he does it by putting desires in your heart. Sometimes he speaks to your heart. It, it really doesn't matter. But I want, I want to talk about this. And the number one way we work for God and we, we use the gifts he gave us is in church, in our local church. But then some people work outside of church. They volunteer for ministries and, and, and things like that. Uh, and, and that's important for you to know. And I want you to know up front, I know all of you are in different stages of your life. And so I know in some stages we have to pull back our times you know, crazy. There are some of you, your very gift, and, and this is important. There's so many different gifts that God's given us to use. Some of you are called to be givers, and uh, that's actually in Romans 12. There's people that God's called to be givers, and he makes them really wealthy so they can finance his churches and just finance what he's doing. And typically a giver, uh, they work so many hours, they don't have any hours left in their day, but their, their goal and their job is to finance and there's all kinds of things God will have us to do here's what I want you to walk out of this verse understanding we are called to do something significant for God and that's where our significance comes from I want to encourage you to read a book if you haven't uh, the, the, the book is called the purpose-driven life by Rick Warren 
next to the Bible. The Bible is the highest selling book of all times. It's the second highest selling book of all time. It's just right under the Bible. It's sold more copies than any other book except the Bible. Rick Warren is an incredible, incredible man of God. And I'm going to share two of his quotes, and they're really powerful quotes from his book. And, and they go like this. The first one is, life is a gift. Life is a test. Life is a temporary assignment. And you know what? Life is a gift. I, I, I'm so thankful that God's allowed me to live, that I live another day. It's, it's a gift. It's precious. But you know what? Life is also a test. And you and I are not going through a dress rehearsal. We never have an opportunity to redo our life. It's, this is it. This is it. And we never have an opportunity. We don't know how long we'll live, but we never have a second chance. And what we do here, it's going to impact our forever. And I like this. It's a temporary assignment. So what our enemy tries to do, and, and this is important. You know, our enemy, we call him the devil, Satan, Lucifer, whatever you want to call him. Uh, he doesn't like you. So his goal was to blind your mind so you didn't meet Jesus. Once you meet Jesus, here's his goal. He wants to spite God through you. And here's all he wants to do. He wants to make sure you do nothing for God's kingdom. So he'll try to cause you to become consumed in this life. And he'll try to make you understand or feel this life is everything. And he, that's his way of just ribbing God and saying, see, they're not going to live for you. You may have them going to heaven, but I've got them consumed in this world. And he doesn't want you to know that God's given you a temporary assignment down here. And this is the biggest thing ever. And I like this one more quote from Rick. He says this. Uh, he says, uh, you weren't put on earth to be remembered. You were put here to prepare for eternity. And I think that's really, really important. You know, when I was a younger man, I'll turn 57 in December. And if you're 80, I'm really young. If you're 20, I'm really old. And depending on where you're at, you know. But this is an ama amazing quote. And when I was a younger man, I had a lot of ego. Uh, you know, I wanted to do great things. And, you know, you just, you're loaded with ego. And uh, life has a wonderful way of beating that out of us in a good way. And, and I've come to a place in my life, and I really believe God wants all of us to be there where we understand we're not here to be remembered. We're here to prepare for eternity. And the most important thing is God and his kingdom, the greatest company in all the universe. And I just want you to stop for a moment. Some of you are here, you're young, and, and, and I just want you to uh, just say, Lord, uh, here's my heart. I, I want to I do what you created me to do. Some of you are going off to college. I'm so excited for you. That's awesome. But even when you're in college, you want to have the attitude, I, I'm, I'm putting my heart into this, but I also want to stay involved with God. I want to do whatever I can with God. Some of you are starting your families and, and uh, you have young kids and, and can we all agree that takes a lot of time and, and some of you are like me. I have grandchildren now and, and some have great grandchildren and some are single and some are married and guess what? God loves us all and it's just important for us to understand the number one reason we're here is to prepare for the forever and in heaven God's going to bless us. In heaven He's going to bless us for what we did down here. And I want to take you to another scripture. This is, a, this is a scripture that God opened up my eyes to, and he showed me some incredible things with this scripture. 
And guys on the PowerPoint, I'm skipping ahead. I just, I'm going to come back to these other scriptures, but you guys are so good. Our volunteers are so good. They can do anything. And uh, so I want to skip to 2 Corinthians 5, 9. Take a look at this. More than anything else, however, we want to please God, whether in our home here or on the earth or there, heaven. And if you read the context of this verse of scripture, Paul went to heaven. God took him out of his body. He saw heaven. Then he comes back. Then he's talking to us about it. He says, guys, it's so incredible. I can't describe it with my mouth. I don't even know how to put it into our language. But he said, I, I don't even want to be here anymore after I saw heaven. But he said, I'm here because I have work to do. But here he's concluding and he's saying, here's my goal, whether I'm here or there, I just want to please God. And what's amazing is the next scripture. The next scripture I'm going to read to you in a moment, that scripture is all about, it's all about that day when you and I stand before God and he takes our book, he takes our accomplishments, and he compares the two, and he begins to reward us. It's, it's an amazing thing. Listen to the next verse, 2 Corinthians 5.10. For all of us must appear before Christ to be judged by him. We will each receive what we deserve according to everything we have done, good or bad, in our body or as a, on this earth as a Christian. Now listen very carefully. Some of you visitors... This is written to Christians. It's, it's not written to non-Christians. And once we accept Christ, heaven's guaranteed. So this is not to determine whether you get to go into pearly gates. You get to go into the pearly gates. Uh, this is about you being rewarded for how you lived your life, how you performed, what you did with your assignments, how you lived for God. It's, a, it's an incredible moment in time. And I remember for years I would read this, and here's what I would think of when I read this. All I could think about is my imperfections, and I'm going to get up there and God's going to tell me off. Why didn't you do this, Joe? You kept sinning over here, and you, you kept missing it over here, and you stumbled here over and over, and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, ah, I'm sorry, God. Uh, I, I mean, you knew who I was before you saved me. You should have you figured that was going to happen. And, uh, and, you know, so I always see it from that. And, and one day God opened up my eyes and I saw something. And what I saw is what's going to cause you and I to cry at the judgment seat. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna pour out more tears over one thing over everything else. And do you know what that, that is? God's going to pull this book out and said, before you were born, here's what I created you to do. And then he's going to show us what we did. And he's just going to reward us for how much we hit in the book. And, and uh, I want God to be able to look at me and say, Joe... For as slow as you are, you did a great job. I'm, I'm proud of you, Joe. You did pretty good. That, however he says it, I want to hear, Joe, good job, Joe. You did good. I mean, you weren't the smartest guy out there, but you did a good job. And, and I want him to be able to say, this was in the book here. Look, Joe, you did this. That, that's all I care about. And, and here's how I look at all the other. Everything else is a distraction. Here's how I look at when my feelings are hurt and I mope around for a year all hurt and self-pity and 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 you know what's happening during that time I, I, i'm not living i'm not doing everything i can for god i'm not going forward or think about the times when we we fall into sin or we're we're caught up in the sins of this world or we're just so caught up and and all we do is focus on god's gonna discipline me and i'm gonna get it and well, the reality is your sins are forgiven through Jesus. He died for all your sins. So it's like God punished him. He can't punish you for that. He may be disappointed in you, but he can't punish you for that because you accepted Jesus and he died for your sins. But, but here's what's going to happen. 
God's going to say, well, you were all caught up in this. There were so many things I created you to do that you didn't accomplish. And here's what I want you to do today. I want you to think. I want you to contemplate. What I want you to think about and contemplate is, what am I distracted with now? What's got me held up in this life that's stopping me from caring about what goes on in God's kingdom? I just want to help launch you to a higher level. You know, I, I pastor, so you could say I work for God for a living. I pastor. And, and uh, do you know what? I get caught up in the things of this world, and it can slow me down the same as it can slow you down. And I need moments like this where I have a moment in God where I say, God, that's a day when Gina won't be standing there with me. Uh, I can't blame her. I, can't, I, I do it now, but I can't do it then. I can't blame my kids. I can't blame mom and dad for they didn't hug me enough. I can't blame anybody. On that day, I can blame no one. And I have, it's just me and, and Jesus. And Jesus is going to say, Joe, let's look at your life, man. Let, let's see what you did for me. And I'm going to say, okay, let's see, Jesus. And I just don't want this world to stop you from having an incredible moment. Here's something else I don't want. For all of you visitors, I think you, this will help you. I don't want you to get up here at this seat and then come running me down in heaven and saying, why didn't you teach me this? You, you should have taught me this in church. I, I, I want to teach it to you so you, you, you don't have any excuse. You can say, Pastor Joe taught me that. So, uh, amen. All right. So, <laughs> let me show you something. <laughs> now, guys, I'm going back to Ephesians 4.1 real quick. L listen to this. Therefore, I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, this is Paul, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling, for you have been called by God. That's incredible. You know, Jeremiah was set apart. He was called to be a prophet. Paul said, I'm called to be an apostle. That's a big calling. I'm called to be a pastor. Some people think that's a big deal. It really isn't. And, and, then, and, and, and the Bible says, you have been called by God. And look, live a life worthy of your calling, man. Your, your calling is so high. And sometimes we think, if I could only be an NFL football star, if I, if I could only be this person, this singing star, and we think that that's... And, and you know what? You listen to those guys, it's the craziest thing in the world. You listen to them, and you know what they tell you? I'm empty inside. And unless they met Jesus, fame brings you nothing. But the highest calling in the world is what you do for God. And I think of all of our volunteers here... Guys, you're operating in the highest, most incredible calling in all the world. Nothing's more incredible than that. I want to share a story with you. I had a pastor friend. He had what you call a mega church. I think his church was 8,000, but he had two. He had one in one city, one in another. He had a jet, his church had a jet plane, and he'd preach on Sunday morning to one church, and then he'd get in his jet plane, and he'd go to, to the next one and, and preach there Sunday night. And uh, just doing incredible work for God. And one day I heard uh, that he was going to run for congressman and you know and he was going to for uh for, for the federal congressman and and uh and my heart sunk i thought lord the highest calling on the planet is working for you and, and he's a pastor why would he take a step down now i realize some of you are called to be politicians and and that's a high calling for you because god's called you to do it but i'm thinking oh that's how can he do that and then people began to say yeah this is god he's going to change america and he ran this campaign, and he lost really bad. And you know what else happened? His church went south. It just fell apart. And I got to thinking about that, and I thought, he didn't understand this is the most incredible 
calling in all the world to do something for God. And I just want you to walk out of here seeing you're called. This is a high calling. This is an incredible calling. Nothing's more important than what you do for God. God cares about your secular work. He wants to help you with your jobs, but nothing else matters. Listen to verse 7, or nothing more is important. However, he has given each one of us a spiritual gift through the generosity of Christ. And that's pretty cool. You have a spiritual gift, and it was given to you out of God's generosity. Now listen to this. This is really cool. Verse 11. Now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, and the pastors, and the teachers. So I'm a pastor. And sometimes we think these are the only people that work for God. And, and it's amazing. We call them the five-fold ministry. Like apostles are missionaries. They're planting churches all over the world, that type of thing. I, you know what a pastor does. You see me doing things here at the church. But these guys exist for one reason. I, I exist for one reason. Listen to the next verse, verse 12. Their responsibility is to equip God's people. My, my, my big job is to equip you. And, and notice what you do. Listen to this. Equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. So my job is to equip you to do something in the kingdom of God and you volunteer in your churches, you do things like that. My job is to equip you and mobilize you and then together we do the work. I mean, I, I have the pleasure of you know praying with people. I have the pleasure of calling people forth to go further with God but nothing happens here. I, I think of our worship this morning. I mean, uh, many of you know we're looking for a worship leader. Uh, our, our worship leader moved back to Kansas City, Brandon, and, and uh, just an awesome guy. But Daniel's helping us while we're looking. And can we all let Daniel know what an incredible job he did? It's an incredible job today. Listen, all the players, all the singers, they're just, it's incredible. And I think of everything that everybody does to make this place hum. It's incredible. And every single one of them, that's part of their gift, part of their calling. And, and I'm, I smile when I think about them being motivated. And they're so excited. Everyone's so excited about what they do. Let me tell you a story. Last week, um, after second service, I, I greeted for about 35 minutes, and the last people left the lobby. And there was this young, young man, uh, probably high school age. He was still here. And I walked up to him, and I said, are you waiting for a ride? Because I'm going to leave, and he's going to be there all by himself. And, and, and he said, oh, no, he goes, my mom's on the coffee team, and they're, they're still washing coffee uh, pots and things. And someone told me after second, no one's ever going to volunteer to help for coffee now uh, after you said they were here that long. But, but they're back there, and, 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 and I said, oh, my gosh. I, and I thanked him. I said, thanks for your patience. He goes, no problem. So I turned the hall, and I'm walking to my office, and I see Bonita, and I see Peggy, and they're the, they're the two ladies. Bonita's his mom. And, and, and I thanked them, and they're just all smiles. They say, we love what we do, you know? And I'm like, I walked away saying, God, thank you for people like this. But you know what? They have a hold on the fact they're called of God. And everybody doing what they do causes God to be able to connect people with God. And that's why we exist as a church. Uh, guys, I'm going to go to verse 16. Ephesians 4:16 says this. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly as each part does its own special work. It helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. That's, that's pretty cool. So listen to this. God fits us into our places as each part does its own special work. Everything you do for God is special. And I like this. Everything you do helps other people grow. That's really exciting. So listen, I'm going I'm to give you three little steps to take from, from this day forward. And we're going to pray in just a moment. I realize 
as I look across this room, we come from all different walks of life. Some of you are visiting today. You're not even sure if you want to know God better. And boy, am I ex I'm so excited you're here. So excited. And I think you can see our heartbeat. We exist to connect you with God. That's, that's why we volunteer. That's why we do what we do. Um, some of you have been Christians a long time. And, 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 and I, I really believe God wants to show you some things in the book. He, he wants to show you the future you. He wants you to see what he, what he wrote in that book about you. And for others, you're just really new in God. You love God. You love the church. And for all of you, um, I just want to encourage you. We're going to have a moment in prayer in a minute. I want you to encourage you uh, to, to just ask God, Man, what, what do you want me to do? Where can I volunteer? And there's something, there's people that come here during the week and actually clean. Isn't that amazing? They, they actually clean. And uh, I had a guy after first service, he walks up to me and says, God's been dealing with me to do this. And he goes, in this service now, he said, I just have to tell you, he goes, I want to come and clean all the coffee spots off, off the carpet. And I, I said, we just had a meeting about how we're we going to get rid of all these spots. So I said, that's great. And, and, uh, and, and just, I had a young man come up to me and he said, Pastor Joe, at, at the end of first service, I just bowed my head and I said, God, I want to know what you want me to do. And he, he, he had a big smile on his face. He said, God, God told me I have a call in music ministry. I said, so you know what that means? He said, what? I said, you've got to practice more and just practice because you want to get better so you can be a blessing in, in, in music ministry. Um, let me show you three things. Let me show you three things. Uh, th these are really, really cool. And, and here, here's the first one. It goes like this. You just simply have to desire to know the future you. God only shows us what we want to know. So you just say, God, I, I want to know. Here's one more Rick Warren quote from purpose-driven life. He said, you cannot fulfill God's purpose for your life while focusing on your own plans. And I don't know about you, but I really like myself. Do you like yourself? I like myself. I have to work on not caring about me more than anyone on the planet, okay? Um, I'm very concerned about my future. And I think all of us are like that. And, and it's so easy to get so caught up in us and in this life, which we need to pay attention to it. But, but then we don't realize God can't fulfill what he wants to do if we're only focused on this life. So this is about us saying, God, I realize there's an eternal life. I realize you created me to do something for your kingdom, and I just want to know what it is. The second one's just prayer. Prayer is a powerful thing. We can pray for God to reveal the future you. That's pretty cool. And here's a cool, here's a cool scripture. This is Colossians 1.9. For ever since we first heard about you, we have kept on praying and asking God to help you understand. Listen to this. What he wants you to do. That's cool. Asking him to make you wise about spiritual things. That's cool. So Paul's praying for these Christians in Colossae, the city of Colossae. Can I tell you something? I pray this prayer for you all the time. Constantly pray. But you know what? It will release God to do even more if you begin to pray it. And how cool would it be is once in a while you just say, God, show me what I want you to do. I want you to pray that way in just a moment. And then my last one's just for encouragement because life beats us all up. Life knocks us all down. And some of us, you know, we may have walked down paths. We're not, we're not excited about the paths we walk down. And, and we think it's too late for God to use us. And here's the next point, my final point. It's never too late to become the future you. Isn't that exciting? I don't care who you are. You can become the future you. And listen to Romans eleven twenty nine. For the gifts and his call can never be withdrawn. That's pretty exciting. Do you know that what God wrote in your book, he never erases it? I like that. Because 
You know, I've been a Christian, I don't know, I think it's 38 years now, and, and I've been a jerk at different times in my Christian walk, and, 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 and I've gotten off track in my heart, in my mind, and it's nice to know that God never pulls that baby, that calling, that purpose. And I don't care where you've been. You know what the question is? Where are you going to go? That's the question. So I want to pray with you. Can we bow our heads, close our eyes? Let's just pray. And, 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 and just you're going you're gonna to whisper prayers from your heart. You can whisper them from your lips. But here, here's the deal. First thing I want you to do, and for some of you that are like me, you're just going to say, God, show me more. But first of all, let God know, I want to know the future me. I, I want to know what I'm created to do down here. And also, for some of you, say, God, I'm, I'm going to make a commitment to begin to volunteer and help in whichever way I can. And then just do what so many did in first service and last night. Just say, God, show me. Show me what it is. I, I want to know. That's a prayer. You're praying. Show me. And Lord, I want to pray. Well, they're praying. I want to pray over them. Lord, I trust that we walk out of here knowing you know the future us. We walk out of here knowing we're valuable. We're important. We're not who we are because of the family we were born into. We are who we are because we accepted Jesus and we're part of his family. And Lord, it, it blows my mind that before I was a Christian, you wrote all these things you wanted me to do in your book. And they were there before I knew Jesus. And Lord, when I was in outward crazy rebellion, that book was settled in heaven. And Lord, I just thank you for helping all of us. Let us see the plans. Take off the blindfold. Show us the surprise, Lord, of, of our purpose in the kingdom of God. And Lord, I thank you for these incredible people. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Just stay in an attitude of prayer. I want, I want to make an invitation. This is an invitation to pray. If you're here and you're not sure of your eternity, listen very carefully. You just heard a message where I mean, I'm encouraging our people, hey, God created you to help him to reach you. <laughs> we want to reach you, man. That's what it's all about. And if you're here and you're not sure of your forever, listen up very carefully. I'm not asking you to join our church. I'm not asking you if you're a member of a church. I'm not asking you if you were water baptized as a baby or an adult. Those are all good, all important things. That's not what I'm asking you. I'm asking you, can you remember a moment in your life where your eyes were open? and you saw Jesus as the Savior, and you prayed and you said, Jesus, I realize you're the Savior, and I make a decision right now to accept you and to follow you. You know, Jesus said this. He said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to God unless they go through me. Jesus said, whoever calls on my name, I'll save them. You know, the good news, which all Christians are to share with people, the good news is that Jesus died on a cross, was buried and raised from the dead, and he did that so we can live and we can come back into harmony and fellowship and relationship with God. If you're here and you say, Pastor Joe, I can't remember a moment, but I'm ready today. My heart's touched. I want to pray. Uh, just pray this right in your seat right now. Everyone else in the room, would you help them out? And, and just, if you mean it, a miracle happens. Just say this after me. Uh, say, Lord God, I realize I'm a sinner. I repent for all my sins. And this day, I give my heart to Jesus. Jesus, I believe. I call you Lord 
and I make a decision to follow you today. Amen. Thank you for listening to the BC Podcast. Follow us at A City Connected on Twitter and Instagram to stay updated, inspired, and encouraged.